Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound. Not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. They say Black Lives Matter. You killed your own. You killed your own this time. Just because of burial. They killed my baby because she crossed the barrier and made a U-turn. You killed a child. She didn't do nothing to nobody. I don't even know, and I can't even imagine, what he is going through right now. That's Sequoia Williamson. He's the father of the eight-year-old, beautiful little girl that was killed in a shooting in Georgia, Sequoia Turner. I can't even imagine, as a mother, I can't imagine what it would be like to lose my child like that. But I think it's very important what he said. He kept saying, you say black lives matter. I have said this all the time, even from the beginning of my career, when I started in Los Angeles at the Daily Bulletin, covering you know social justice issues in urban cities, where most people ignore what is actually taking place. In many of our cities, look how many people were shot today in Chicago. You know, over the weekend, July 4th holiday weekend, look at how many people lost their lives. There were 15 people that lost their lives. Over 70 people shot. It is a war zone. You want to talk about a war zone? That is a war zone. Look at what's happening in our urban cities like Detroit. Look at what's happening in Los Angeles. Look at what's happening in these major urban cities. One thing they do have in common, folks, they are run by Democrats. I want you to think about that, but I'm not going to lay the blame all on the Democrats. We are all to blame. We are all to blame when we ignore what is happening in our own country and in our own cities. And when children are killing each other, look at what's happened in New York City, too. When it accumulates, when it spills over, is when we pay attention, right? We need to be proactive. We need to be doing things to fix this problem. And for this poor family who has now lost their child, and for all the other families across the United States of America who woke up, who woke up to see the empty bed in the bedroom, the toys laying on the floor, Their child gone forever. Their dreams just wrecked apart. Let's think about them. Let's stop being so selfish and stop being so angry at one another. There's a lot bigger problems in the world and a lot bigger problems that people are facing that we don't need to add to that. We're not solving anything by going out there and beating each other up over the head. You know, protesting, tearing down statues. What does that do? It just makes us more and more angry. Think about these parents. Think about what's going on in their lives. Think about their loss of their child. 
And I'm going to just stick with that for just one second. I'm going to move on, you know, because I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's been happening, our 4th of July holiday. I, I mean, it was just, for me, it was incredible. I was with friends. Uh, we were in a neighborhood together, uh, you know, uh, celebrating with our children. Uh, and it was wonderful. And, you know, there are people that had no no dangerous fireworks, but, you know, the kids were able to go out there and throw their sparklers around. Everybody was outside. People were barbecuing, talking about what, what it means to be an American A lot of veterans, a lot of law enforcement officials that I had an opportunity to just chat with and talk to. And, you know, everybody's concerned about the same thing. What's happening to our country? What is happening to our nation? Why are we so divided? What is going on? Now, I saw President Trump's speech on Friday, you know, on July 3rd, up there at Mount Rushmore. And I thought it was an incredible incredible speech. I thought he really touched on points that we all should be thinking about, about the founding of our nation, about why we are the way we are. And I wrote a column about it actually before he even got up to make his speech at Mount Rushmore. I had already published a column on how I was feeling about all of this and what this means to our country and how we don't need to tear each other apart right? Because of our racial differences that I don't even know what's going on here. I mean, I feel like it's being pushed, just like President Trump said. You know, we've seen this in our universities. We've seen this in our colleges. I've seen this. I remember being in college. I remember professors talking about the United States of America like we were the worst criminal entity on planet Earth, like we did everything wrong. Like we're some kind of capitalist demon running around trying to colonize everybody. No, it's a lie. It is not true. We are one of the most generous nations on earth. One of the most generous people on earth. We give more than any other nation when there's disasters. We are there for each other. Do you guys remember September 11th? Remember what that was like? Remember when we went to each other and held each other and comforted each other? Now it's like we're just, once again, beating each other up. And it's, it's exhausting. I want to go to this clip. It's a Senator Tammy Duckworth. And she is talking about the removal of statues. I talk about America. And I tell you, this, my friends, is the cancel America culture. This is what they want to do. And it's slowly creeping in. And by the way, it's rushed in over the last week. So that might be be true, but George Washington, Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would call him a traitor. And there are Mm -hmm. moves by some to remove uh, statues of him. Is that a good idea? I think we should listen to the, everybody. I think we should listen to to the argument there. But remember that the president at Mount Rushmore was standing on ground that was stolen from Native Americans who had actually been given that land during a treaty. Um, and again, let's talk about the greater context of where we are in our country right now. She's considering that tearing down statues of George Washington. Then it'll be, let's get rid of Abraham Lincoln. Then it'll be the Washington Monument needs to be renamed. Uh, the White House will need to be renamed. Uh, everything that you know of today should be removed. Uh, books that offend you. I've been seeing this. There was actually a column in the Washington Post 
That said, you know, what about books? What about books? So if they offend you, let's just what? What should we burn them? Should we do some book burning? Is that where we're at now, right in America? No, no more freedom, no more First Amendment rights. Nobody can speak what they want because we have to be aware of the cancel America culture. What happens after that? Where do all these people think they're going? I want to read you a little bit of my column here because I think you will understand the kind of passion I feel about this because uh, I know Americans across this country are feeling the same way. This is the reason why I'm telling all of you, do not be afraid to speak up. Do not be afraid to say you love your nation. Don't be the silent majority, people. Do not be the silent majority. Do not let people like Senator Tammy Duckworth control the narrative. Do not let Black Lives Matter, folks, control the narrative. Black lives do matter. Every life matters. Every innocent life matters. And yes, Black lives do matter, but not the organization. We don't know enough about the organization. You know, people are stealing things now in such a way that it makes it impossible for anyone to debate the facts, for anyone to tell the truth. Do not be afraid to speak up. There are children out there dying every day, and we talked about that at the beginning of the show. I want to read you a little bit of this and why we can't remain silent. Why we celebrate July 4th, 1776. It is declared our Independence Day. It's our Declaration of Independence. And by the way, it is more than a symbol. In fact, those powerful words of the Declaration of Independence laid that foundation so that our nation would be what it is today. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the preamble. It's as true as it was then, it is is today. It is as true. And it's the reason we have to fight so hard to protect this nation because I can guarantee you that there's no place else on earth where that stands. You hear Colin Kaepernick? That was another big thing. I mean, I was talking about this when I came into the studio today here at Radio America. So excited to be here, by the way. I know I'm a little bit, you know, I'm worked up. I'm worked up over the July 4th holiday, but I know a lot of you are too. I know you're watching the news, you're seeing what's going on, and you're thinking to yourself, are we going to get through this? We are. We are going to get through this. We've been through worse, and our nation has survived. But the only way we get through this is when we don't remain silent, when we speak up. That's why I wrote today on my column for all of you, Kaepernick, I reject your seemingly misplaced hate for America. We are the most equitable, charitable, and just nation on earth. And that is for you, Colin Kaepernick, and for all of you young people out there who just are hating on America. You know, you can't stand this country because it's so unjust. Try living in Afghanistan. Try being a woman in Saudi Arabia. Try being yourself and speaking out and running a blog site in Saudi Arabia. That's interesting. See what happens to you when you speak out against the government. You are spoiled. 
You are spoiled rotten. Instead of trying to fix the problem, you're just out there creating more division, dividing people up more than they ever have been divided before. What do you think is going to happen, Colin Kaepernick, and all of the young people who are out there that are just so angry with America that just can't stand it? Oh, my goodness. Can't stand President Donald Trump. Can't stand America. We need to change this. We need to change the whole damn thing. What do you think is going to happen when you do that? What do you think happens in a Marxist socialist society? What do you think happens when you try to push for what you think is equality, but it takes away the independence of the individual and the ambition and the need to be something, the need to struggle to fight for something greater than yourself? What do you think happens when you suck the life out of people? Oh, Venezuela, the uh, former Soviet Republic, even Russia now under Vladimir Putin is, 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 is mired in messes. Look at Cuba. Look at what happens in places like Pakistan, Afghanistan, and some of the other stands, Uzbekistan. Name me another place on earth that is as great as this nation, where you got a 7-Eleven open 24-7, you get yourself a Slurpee whenever you want, where you can pretty much do whatever you need to do. There is no other place. I remember Germany, I couldn't even find a soda, you know, after 7 o'clock, everything was shut down. I would have to go to a bar, get a beer. (laughs) Not that that's too bad. (laughs) But come on, this is a great country. Stop being so down. Find ways to fix it. Every one of us out there is doing that. I'm doing my best. You're doing your best. We're at home. We're working. We're trying to keep our families on their feet. We're trying not to get COVID for crying out loud. Can things get any worse? I don't know. Maybe we could lose television. I don't know. That would be boring. My kids would drive me insane. Uh, You know, but we're doing our best, all of us. We don't need to be fighting each other. We have enough enemies in the world that want to take us down. We don't need to be doing it to each other. And that's why I have a Democrat on the show today, everyone. Yes, a Democrat. I am going to have Vernon Jones on today. Granted, he does like President Donald Trump, but we're going to ask him questions as to why he likes President Donald Trump when so many of his colleagues don't. In fact, I think almost all of his colleagues don't. Representative Jones, I wanted to talk to you today because I really want to find a way where we can find commonality, you know, between, and I don't know if that's possible anymore, between Democrats and Republicans. I mean, there used to be a time where we could talk to each other, conservative, a liberal, put put our problems out on the table and then find a way to find resolution. And now with everything the way it is with the divisions and my gosh, what happened in Georgia and the loss of this poor little eight-year-old girl and the anger on the streets right now. Uh, You know, what can we do? Do you think we can get back to a place where like you and I are talking right now that, that maybe our representatives are, you know, in Congress and in the Senate will find a way to do that as well? Well, you know, first of all, I think you'll agree. Um, when the media is not reporting the news, but they're reporting a narrative that tries to shape someone else's opinion and do not report the facts, let people make up their own decision, that creates a lot of this divisiveness. 
um, inaccurate reporting, just fake news and false reporting. That doesn't help the situation. I think it's going to take people like you and others, you, me and others uh, who are civil, who support law enforcement, who support all lives, but want to see this country even greater than what it already is. And we should be able to exercise our First Amendment right, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom to assemble in a peaceful way. And when you start eroding those uh, constitutional rights away, we become divisive. When you start letting one view be told and not the other view, you're setting yourself up for a recipe of disaster. You, you mentioned about what happened here with the eight-year-old baby girl. Uh, imagine an eight-year-old baby girl shot through a car in the same area where the Wendy's was burned down. And that same night, our Georgia State Patrol headquarters, the headquarters of the state police in Georgia was vandalized with people in there, employees, black and white, where they threw Molotov cocktails through the windows um, and went inside and caught on fire. I just held a press conference there just a few minutes ago uh, about why in the world, how do we get here where we cannot even come out publicly and voice with one voice from responsible leaders and organizations that police lives matter too. Law enforcement matters. We have to have and we have to support good, honorable men and women who wear that uniform each and every day to protect us. Imagine dialing 911 and not only do they put you on hold, but if you do talk to them, well, we don't have anyone available to get to your, your emergency. And that's, that's just where incredible. We're going to well, the that's place now where we can't even just have a difference of opinion. And so, Sarah, I, I that's why I support you and your podcast and all the other things you're doing, because you're talking with the, with civility and about uniting people. And, and it's, it's sad, but we will get there. America is resilient. We've been through times before, you know, uh, that's exactly what I, I said, representative. I just want to come in really quick, but that's exactly what I said in the, po you know, at the beginning of the podcast is that we will find a way out of this, but only if people speak up, only if people are not silenced. And I mean, speaking up in a in a constructive way, right? Speaking up right. in a constructive way. Now, you have been very open about your support for President Donald Trump. That has drawn a lot of criticism from Democrats uh, who obviously they can't stand him. Uh, they wanted him impeached. They did everything they can during the Russia hoax. People that were opposed to him, and not just Democrats, but I, I say rhinos, conservatives as well, who didn't want him in office, didn't want a disruptor in office, didn't want somebody who didn't fit the establishment in office. You took a lot of criticism for that. Can you talk a little bit about that? And, you know, I know you're not going to be seeking the seat again. At least that's what I'm reading. Do you have right. other hopes in politics? Well, well, let me say this. First of all, you're right. Uh, Democrats were upset because they lost and Donald Trump beat them fair and square by the rules. The liberal media is upset because um, they laughed at him. They didn't think he had an opportunity to win like you and I and others did. So they're upset. And not only did they, did they get upset about that, but then they wanted to turn people against him by uh, calling him a racist. When in fact, Donald Trump has done more for African-Americans uh, matter of fact, most Americans in the past three and a half years than any president in modern times. And I can go and be specific. For example, uh, the first step back where 
Joe Biden wrote the crime bill that incarcerated masses of black men and women right. where their families were destroyed. And then President, Joe, President, uh, President Trump comes back and he passes the First Step Act to give those black men and women an opportunity to have another chance in life, to, re, to re, reunite with their families, but also historical black colleges support. I'm a proud graduate of North Carolina Central University in Durham, North Carolina, HBCU. What this president did was not only restore funding cut by the previous administration, but he went a step further, which no other president has ever done, and had it written into law, the funding. That's important uh, because so many of us who come from those schools that have trained the best and the brightest in science, religion, art, and politics. And so those schools are needed. And then, you know, when you think about opportunity zone districts, where many African-American communities have been left behind with economic development and jobs. He created an environment where you can come in with tax incentives and make investments to do job creation, revitalizing those neighborhoods. So that's why I support this president. Absolutely. Yes, why, call- why doesn't the message reach the community then? Why, why do the Democrats... And and they push this anti-Trump, you know, they continuously push propaganda, disinformation. They call him a racist. Uh, they refuse. And I'm talking about the Congress, Democrats in Congress, Democrats in the Senate, refuse to show and refuse to accept all he's done um, in the community. He's not perfect. I'm not saying you got to go out there and say everything that President Trump does is perfect. That's not the case. Nobody is. Nobody is. But he has made remarkable strides for the black community, for the Hispanic community. Why is that message not reaching the people? Well, well, first of all, too, and remember prior to the pandemic, uh, there was, he, he helped shape record number, a record number of unemployment, uh, where employment was high, higher than it's ever been for African-Americans going back to slavery, actually. Um, but I think a lot of this, when you look at the liberal media and a lot of African-Americans do watch the liberal media, uh, they tend to attack President Trump, call him a racist. Um, they tend to only put people on their shows that would be against the president, even recruiting Republicans to come on there and say something bad about this president. Um, And unfortunately, most African-Americans or people of color do not watch Fox to get a more balanced story. And so that's why we have to do a better job, people like me and others who feel this way, whose voices and opinions not being uh, viewed or at least shown or or brought out on liberal stations. We have to come on stations like yours and others to get the message out. Clearly, when I came out for President Trump, it destroyed the Democratic Party, broke their back because I highlighted their party of bigotry. How how can you not support this president? How can you not support what he's done in the African-American community? Joe Biden's been around 49 years and never done anything worth anything helpful to the black community. And so Sarah's unfortunate, but we're going to keep on as far as uh, where I'm headed. I'm not running again, but my job and I'm committed to help this president, President Trump, get reelected because he's about results and he needs another four years. Tell me how you're going to do that. How is Vernon Jones going to do that? I'm going to talk to anybody who would listen to me, my social media network, um, me speaking at various events and and podcasts and various media outlets that will hear me print as well as as a, a video. And so my friends. Um, now, I've, I've I've been under attack. Don't get me wrong, but that's because the Democratic Party wants to silence me. But the more I talk, uh, the more Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Uh, 
the more you see Charlemagne, the more you see others who are coming out, African-Americans saying, wait a minute, um, you're not going to take the black vote for granted anymore. And so it's working. The media does not really want you to know, Sarah, how much support uh, Donald Trump has in the black community, but he does. And here's here's what's unfortunate. Many whites want to support Donald Trump, President Trump publicly, but they're afraid of being called a racist. And many blacks want to support Donald Trump publicly, but they're afraid that the Democratic Party will use its hench people to go out and attack them and call them Republicans. Like they call me, I'm not a Republican. This is how I was raised. This is what I believe in. And I also believe in putting my country before my party. That's simple. So any any talk that you would change your political affiliation, go from Democrat to Republican, that's just talk. You are a true blue Democrat, right? Yes, I am. And let me say this. If I left, the again, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. But where I am now, I can continue to be a thorn in their side. And I can show them and reveal the, where their true uh, bigotry is. You know, they brag about being a party of, of openness and a big tent, but not so for independent thinking black men and women mm-hmm. uh, with conservative leanings. We're not wanted. By, but you know what? Ironically, when we have white Democrats with conservative leanings, they're not called the same like I'm called an outcast, an embarrassment to the party. I need to leave. When we had Con- Congressman uh, Jim Marshall and, and, and John Barrow. Um, they get a free pass, but but an African-American to think independently, that's the most ter- terrifying thought for any liberal right now, for people like me to be independent thinkers. You know, one final thing on that, too. When white Democrats vote Republican, they're elevated as Reagan Democrats. It's a good thing. But when African-Americans do that and exercise their free thinking, all of a sudden, you don't belong in the party. You're an embarrassment. Uh, you don't represent our values. And that's unfortunate. That's why I want to continue that, to pull that sheet off of them and expose them. For their I big- think that's very important. And I think you're doing the right thing. I mean, I think this is the reason why I keep telling everyone, please do not remain silent. Whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, if you're an independent, if you're a member of the Green Party, do not remain silent. Speak your mind. Don't be ashamed of who you are. There is nothing to fear about saying, look, I think the country's moving in the right direction. I think it's okay. I'm a supporter of President Trump. That's okay. Or I don't support him because of this. None of us should feel ashamed to come together. I wanted to ask you a quick question because I think you really have the pulse of Georgia and what's been happening across this country. We have seen so much divisiveness and I, you know, my heart just breaks when I, when I turn on the news and I see that we're, you know, our young people are out in the streets. They're tearing down uh, their cities, they're ripping apart, you know, pushing, uh, tearing down statues, uh, setting businesses on fire in their own communities. And they're so angry. They're so angry. If you were to give advice to the White House, to the administration as to what you think needs to be done to kind of help maybe help people realize that there's a better way of approaching this, bring people together and kind of, and, and be able to kind of stop this madness. What would that be? Well, well, first of all, uh, I think the president is providing leadership, although it gets um, contorted and twisted. I think the president is, is right when he's first of all announced and support law enforcement officers. We have to support our law enforcement officers. Those who, uh, who are the bad apples, we know what to do with them. 
Secondly, when you start talking about tearing down monuments, if you tear down a monument of, of Thomas Jefferson today, somebody's going to want to tear down the monument of Martin Luther King tomorrow. And I've been saying that for the past several months. And look what happened more recently. A statue of Frederick Douglass was torn down. So where does it stop? And so I think the president's on target, which is something I recommended before to my uh, to my state. And that is create a national memorial garden. So those states who do not want those statues uh, that are taken down legally by government, not not torn down illegally and unlawfully, but create a national garden. Put those statues there where people can learn from them. Children can learn from them. Um, and we can educate people on, yeah, there were good people. They may have done things we didn't agree with, but you don't tear down statues. You know, we give literally millions of dollars to universities and nonprofit groups to go out and, and dig, dig and dig and pull up symbols and statues of, of the past so we can learn about it. But here we are in 2020 and we're tearing them down. What are our kids going to know about come 20, 2030 if those statues are gone? And so I think the president should stay on the, on the tone that he is on right now, continue to reach out with state and local governments and help with the resources they need it, but, or they need, I should say. But at the same time, uh, this president has tried to work across the aisle. He has to continue to try to work across the aisle, but make it clear in his point. Clearly, Democrats have not come out and denounced a lot of these rioters and protesters who hide behind Black Lives Matter. I'm beginning to wonder, do Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter. I, I've asked the same that. thing. Do Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter? Exactly. That's important. And that's exactly what this young, beautiful, little eight-year-old girl's yes. father said. You know, yes. he said, what about her life? And I think we all, in order to honor her life, need to do what you've said, Representative Jones, is take a step back and really think about what we're doing to each other and just yeah. stop it and just stop and, it. And you know, Sarah, uh, here's what's interesting. Um, and I say that because there are so many different groups from Antifa to others being funded by George Zoris and these left wing groups who really want to get rid of religion, too. But they have infiltrated Black Lives Matter. And then when you look at the originality or I should say the the um, the real purpose of Black Lives Matter uh, is to push a transgender agenda. Now, if that's what they want to do, fine. I have no problem with that. But all lives should matter. And clearly, Black lives uh, should be valued just as much as any life. But when I look at what is happening here, uh, when I see a white police officer, if a white police officer kills a Black person, then there's massive demonstrations and rioting. But what about when Blacks kill Blacks, like the little eight-year-old girl, that was not a police officer. What about in, in, in St. Louis when that former police chief who was doing his job of guarding a pawn shop of, of a friend or client and was gunned down on the streets of St. Louis, not by white officers? Where was the outrage from Black Lives Matter? Chicago, last weekend, what, some 14 people killed, including a three-year-old and a, maybe a 13-year-old this past week and in Philadelphia, 87 shootings, and I think about 14 deaths on a Saturday night. This is not President Trump's fault. There's an issue at the local level, too, where local leadership is not doing what they need to do, Sarah. 
I absolutely agree. And those social justice issues, they start right at home. They start in the house. They start yes. in the community. They are they affect every single one of us. And it is all of our individual responsibility. We just can't blame the executive branch for everything that happens in our communities. We have to be responsible to care for our children. And all children matter, no matter what color they are, no matter what religion they are, no matter where they come from, we all matter. And thank you so much, Representative Jones, for being with us today. I want to give you the last word before uh, we head out, because I think what you have said today is really, I mean, it's inspired me and I feel it, it, it just, it touches all of our hearts. Well, first of all, Sarah, I want to thank you for letting me come on your show. For those who, who maybe just tuning in or didn't get a chance to uh, get maybe your question to answer, whatever, but I can be reached on Twitter at R.E.P. Vernon Jones, at Rep. Vernon Jones, or uh, Representative Vernon Jones on Facebook. Uh, but Sarah, you talked about- Everyone follow him. Motivated. Follow Vernon Jones. Follow Vernon <laughs> Jones. This is the future. We are going to once again be able to talk to our aunts and uncles who are Democrats. They will come to the table- <laughs> on Thanksgiving and we're all going to be okay. And and if you don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, that's fine too. <laughs> you can just have yeah. dinner. <laughs> well, thank you so much because you inspire me and you inspire so many others. And I'm a huge fan because you call balls and strikes um, and you're a unifier, not a, not a, a divider. And there's so many people, um, Sarah, who depend on you. Uh, to get that message out where we don't get from the traditional mainstream media. So God bless you and your family, too. God bless you, too, um, Rep. Jones. Thank you so much. And I know I'll be having you back on the show and talking to you again shortly. Thank you so Trump much. 2020. That's it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I have to say, I really love people like him. I mean, he gives me hope for the future gives me hope for the present that we can find a way to talk to one another. It doesn't mean we have to agree with every single thing. We just have to find some common ground and connect, right? It You can't say, even if you don't like Trump, that everything President Trump has done is bad. You just can't say it because there have been some remarkable changes in this country. And you know, the state representative, Vernon Jones, just told you what those were. And this is coming from a man who is not afraid to speak his mind. And that's why I'm saying, do not be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to just listen as well. Don't be angry if someone that you're talking with is saying something that you don't agree with. Just kind of listen to it. Let's just find a way to connect so we can all get back to those family dinners that we're all missing <laughs> because we are really missing them. We are out there, you know, trying to just make our way, right? You and I, the children, we don't even know if we're going to be going back to school this fall. That's another thing. Think about that. I was just, before I let you go, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this because this is so important. And it, you know, we're, we're talking about a second wave of coronavirus and we've seen it go up. I know I haven't talked about it in a while in, in particular states, um, I don't understand all the statistics. It's so confusing. And I know a lot of Americans out there, I know you don't understand those stats as well. But what I am hearing here in Virginia, here in Virginia, is that some of our counties 
are only going to be going back to school part-time, like two days a week, three days at home, or not going to school altogether. Some private schools may be going back full-time. I have heard that. But this is really some serious stuff. So while we're all out there, you know, people are tearing down statues, things are happening all over this country. Just remember, come fall, we may all be back at home with our kids, and we got to think about how to prepare for that. I certainly hope not. I hear that we're not going to be shutting down the government, but remember, we all thought, we all thought that wasn't going to happen in the first place, and it did. So we need to think about those things. We need to think about the things that make us happy, though. So right now, just be happy. Just be with your family. God bless you, America. Thank you so much for being a part of this great show. Remember, you can follow me at Sarah Carter DC. You can follow me online at SarahACarter.com. SarahACarter.com for all of the latest stories. And remember, we are taking back the story. God bless. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.